Hi, and welcome to episode 15 of The Green Room. I am Nick, and once again, joined today by James. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm very well. Excellent. How are things? How's the week? Yeah, very good. Looking forward to the long bank holiday weekend. Ah. Are you got anything up your sleeve? Uh, I'm going out to Bath for the weekend. Um, so, uh, yeah, very exciting. What about yourself? Got the wellies. Yeah, one of those bank holidays, I think. So I don't understand. So sorry, just before we start, but so I was looking at the weather literally one week ago. Right, it said it was going to be twenty three in Bath this weekend. Right, so sunny. So I got my shorts already. It's now. It's still sunny, but it's gone down by ten degrees. It's now thirteen degrees. This is hugely disappointing. Mm. Um. So anyway, I'm. I'm. Yeah, not very excited about the weather to be honest this weekend. But I'm excited about getting out of London for a few days. What about yourself? Very good. Uh, no, I was uh, um, going up to the Midlands tomorrow, so that should be interesting stuff. <laughs> why why so is that? From what are you doing? Wor- Wor- the Worcester to Birmingham. No, I just you know seeing a few uh, like-minded businesses. Good. And uh, community leaders should be uh, should be quite fun. Excellent. So uh, action packed bank holiday for me. Excellent, excellent. Sounds like yours is going to be far more stressful than mine. Anyway, so talking about new values today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, just wanted to kind of yeah get to the business end of the podcast. Um, yeah, and why why they're important and um, why there's a much bigger focus in construction, new builds. Yeah. Um, we I think. We're going to talk about something else today, but we thought you values were quite important. Uh, we and we went on a course. We went on a course. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so we went to school last Friday to learn all about them. It's quite so nice to be back in the classroom. It was nice to be back in the classroom, but when we get the detail of this wrong, yes, <laughs> we can blame it squarely on the, the lunches were good. That's the why I teaching. The lunches were delicious. Um, however, right. So you values. What is a you value? Start off ten. So start start for ten. They are essentially um, a degree of how you measure heat loss in a fabric, I guess, or a, or a building mm-hmm. um, or fabric element. So uh, and just to kind of explain the scale. So the bigger the U value, the worse performing that fabric is. So for example, okay. if you've got an old house, it's yeah. going to have a very high U value yeah. for the different. So elements. you're looking for low numbers is better. Low numbers is good, and and basically, as we'll talk about uh, over time, uh, the regulations have got much much tighter. So I the, the the specification to have low U values in refurbishments and new builds. So we're looking for, looking for numbers closer to zero now. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Fine. But it's basically so it's just a a measure of heat loss. Correct. Okay. Um, Fun. And they and you can I think the the importance of it uh, is that you can compare lots of different elements, right? So you can windows have a U value, walls have a U value, ceilings, floors, a whole lot. So every bit doors, of the thermal envelope. Yes, roofs. The only thing you know, it's a, yeah, exactly. So it's a great way of seeing how um, efficient your property is. It mm. obviously doesn't take into account any of the heating element. And and you know it's um, the. The, the thing is, uh, because the degree of importance through regulations has increased, we're mm-hmm. getting lots more and more questions uh, about these things and because yes. people are trying to get their minds around how they work and what target they should hit. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we refer to people most of the time to key documents so you can you can what, look at the... Um, it's a part L. Part L of the building the regulations, that's right, for um, conservation of fuel and power. So you've got different sections for um, uh, existing build and new mm-hmm. build and domestic and non-domestic dwellings. And so they're the targets. So we know we need to hit those and be better than those. Yes. You, know, you don't get penalised for going further. No, and and, 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 um, and it's important to say that um, uh, some 
there's there's different kind of standards for um, methods of construction in terms of the ethos or the specification you're after. So for instance, some some folk are after passive houses. You might have heard that term. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where they it's even more stringent than say what the building regulation would say. So if you go for passive house, that means you're effectively going for um, hardly going to use a heating source. It's all going to Heat be your house stored. With a candle type thing. Exactly. So you, the theory is yeah, you, you spark a match or, or a lighter, and then you know the, the the fabric would contain so it's so airtight and it's so good at um, heat retention through the fabric mm-hmm. um, that effectively it wouldn't need a lot of energy to to keep the environment consistent. So okay. And yeah, on my kind of surveying travels, I've had the pleasure of seeing a few projects like that. I have mm. to say, ones where they do the um, uh, the passive house on an existing building is incredibly, incredibly uh, difficult because literally they just tear everything apart, all the walls are down, and they just effectively re- rebuild it. But the only thing that looks remotely like the old building is probably a little bit at the front, you know, like a feature. Yeah, yeah exactly. But the exactly. rest of it is all kind of rebuilt. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, so, <clears throat> I'm going to. Um, Harry has given some sort of questions, so I'll yes. just plow through them and then essentially. Because you can get incredibly technical. I think the, the purpose of what we are trying to do here today is you want to try and keep it low technical, but kind of keep the principles so people understand. Oh, you what we took from the training course. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Um, okay, so first thing, how can heat transfer through building fabric? There's three methods of heat transfer. Yeah. So the, the what are they? So the most obvious one is where, so say if you've got um, so conduction. So say if you've got two two elements that are butted to one another. Yeah. And then you know you heat from one side and you've got the cold to the other. It's it's the degree of how the heat is transferred from the one element to the other to, yeah. to the outside bit, because uh, obviously heat goes from a warm source to a cold source. Yeah. You see, I did, so I listened to that trainer. I was going to ask a question because I don't think that's right. I think there will always, and you, this is what I got from my chemistry, but I always thought that an equilibrium would try to be met, essentially. So if you've got something hot and something cold, eventually, if you left that for 10 years, mm. they will eventually be the same temperature both sides. Yeah, so I didn't think it was hot to cold. But... Because but, it's also cold but that, to hot. That answers your, that doesn't answer your question because it's trying to... Equalize itself. So it, it, it is, but, but, it, but they said it was specifically from hot to cold, but I think it goes the other way as well. And it just tries to meet this equilibrium. Anyway, so, so sorry. I, in the summer when it's hotter outside, yeah. in theory, the heat is trying to go well, the, into, into the house where it's exactly. cooler. Yeah. But anyway, so um, on the uh, conduction materials, so you've got really poor, uh, hot, uh, poor conductors. Yeah. So, so those materials actually be good insulators, so it's the inverse is good. So yeah. so for instance my polystyrene or rock wool insulation would be a very poor conductor of heat but an excellent insulator. And so so other things, other common building materials are uh, bad conductors, therefore good insulators, mm-hmm. wood. Yeah. Um plastic, reasonably good. Mm-hmm. Uh what else? Yeah, insulation materials obviously, so sort of EPS, mm-hmm. uh, polystyrene. Yeah. Um, PIR board, that's right. Uh, rock wool, yes. that kind of thing. So yeah. they're all uh, 
bad conductors, good insulators, and then flip it on the other so side. So some of the baddies, so obviously metal. Metal. Aluminium surprised me. So I would assume that steel is like the worst. Yeah. Aluminium is far is a far better conductor and therefore a far worse insulator. Mm-hmm. Um, so aluminium is really bad in terms of... I think copper would be even higher because you use it know. in electricity. Yeah, electricity, probably. So you need a higher... It needs to... You need mm. a higher kind of heat to pass through it. Maybe. Um, is this my is this my GCSE uh, is this my GCSE uh, science coming back? To it could me be. Today? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so aluminium, steel, basically any metals. Um, so that's why uh, we get things called cold bridging, so, which we're going to come on to anyway. So, con- so conduction's one. So then, that's conduction. So through convection currents. Yeah. So um, really instance, good example radiator being on yeah. right. And so hot air rises, mm-hmm. uh, and so you get convection within cavities of walls. Yes. So in a cavity wall, you see convection currents. Kind of and that's why you might want to not only f- so the improve the fabric, but also stop the air movement. Because, yes. You know, As we know. Yes. <laughs> um, Interesting. And then so that's convection. Final one. Radiation. Radiation. So really, so if I've got so um, the easiest example, I always so if I'm outside. On a wintry day. Cold winter's day and the sun is shining. And the sun's shining and you've got um, infrared rays travelling through the light spectrum, um, but it's the transfer from one solid object to the other. So obviously the air is um, a certain temperature, but then you know if you're facing the sun, you're kind of absorbing all that radiance. So it travels unimpeded Correct. from one source to t'other, mm-hmm. and then yeah, basically you feel it, which is why the sun can heat the earth. And it was interesting when they were talking about kind of insulence. Mm-hmm. Um, within the course so if you've got uh, four back materials they're kind of quite good at sort of repelling that reducing what's the word I, I can't say it there are a few words no it's it? emissivity that's it emissivity is it but I, I, it's something like emissivity but I can't pronounce it I have a problem <laughs> trying to pronounce that word I will spell it and, and people listening can try and work out how you'd say it um, okay so they're, so they're my three ones so uh, convection conduction and radiation when everyone gets terrified when they hear the words radiation, put people's minds at rest. It's it's just the transfer of heat yeah. from one source to the other that's unimpeded, so it's not you're not gonna be fried. Fine. It's a different um different okay, going area back to my GCSEs, yeah, uh, it's the it's electromagnetic spectrum. That's it. That's Fine. It. So it's it's all safe in theory. Yeah. Um, okay, so they are they're the three methods. Now well, the main one in properties yeah. is what? Conduction, right? Yes. And so that's the big one. If we can minimise, um, then we're obviously going to save money, heat, etc. Hence what we conductive. said. So obviously, from a materials perspective, then you want a, a, a poor uh, conductor, a high insulator. So some yeah. of the things that we, we were talking about earlier. But it, it, what I was going to say is, uh, maybe it's just worth to, because we talk about the fabric all the time, and in terms of those heat losses, to, you know, identifying in a home. So if you were to look at the fabric, what would you say kind of percentage losses were? Ooh. Through the different elements. So, I would say through the walls, 30%, 35%. Through the roof, about 25%. Correct. Through windows, because there's not many, if you Depends look at the surface area, surface area so, but 5-10%. Yeah. Uh, floors, 10-15%. Spot on. Really? Yeah. Well done. So someone, someone pays attention. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I don't know if that added up to a hundred. But uh, well, it's sort of I think close. It's just go slightly over or under. But um, you know, as you said, it depends on the property type, 
um, the kind of the heat loss perimeter you've got yeah. on the property in relation to the surface area and those sorts of things. But the, but things that we can easily fix. So number one is ceiling. You know, yeah. we've done loft insulation now. Mm -hmm. We talked about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and so loft is one that we can really easily target. And so we can take the higher U value of an uninsulated loft right, right down. So we save, you know, basically we're slowing the movement of heat from inside the property to the outside. And therefore I need less hot air. Mm -hmm. Therefore my heating system needs to be on less. So yep. I save money. Yep. Um, walls is another one that's relatively easy mm -hmm. to target. So depending upon the wall type you've got, so cavity, cavity walls, walls we talked about. Solid walls, so you can put internal wall insulation, external wall insulation, all these other things. Windows. Another reasonable one. Yeah. Windows is always a bit tricky um, because, you know, insulates tend to be not clear, essentially. Yes. As in, you need to be able to see through your window. Uh, and so glass isn't great. Um, and so you're taking it from a really bad U-value to a marginally better U-value. Mm -hmm. I think kind of the best windows you're looking are about 0.7 or 0.8. Which isn't great, really, compared to like a wall that can get down to yeah. you know, 0.1, to be honest, if you put enough insulation. Um, so, but windows, you know, they can be replaced and they make a big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and then draft proofing. How does draft proofing affect U values? So, what talks, what, it's, it's more on the, so through the um, rate current losses. So, basically, so if you, can, if you can stop the cold air moving from the cold source to your warm heated, um, you know, room or, yeah. or bedroom, then the comfort factor increases. Okay, fine. So, uh, but when we go down to the calculations, we'll kind of explain a little bit more. Okay, okay. I have an acronym written cool. down in front of me. T F E E. Tefi. Tefi. What does Tefi mean? Uh, so basically, the 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 um, not kind of reading it out. What what exactly? So it's the it's the it's targeting the fabric first essentially. So in 2013-14, uh, regulations came out, particularly in England and some aspects in Wales. Um, so when they were building new homes, you've got to achieve a certain carbon reduction. Mm -hmm. So you know it's all about saving the planet. It's all about reducing emissions. And when you're constructing that property, in the past, uh, there, there was a kind of element of, oh, you know, let's let's stick a wind turbine on. Yeah, let's, let's put solar panels. Because that's zero yeah, carbon. Yeah. But a heat pump when it's not really appropriate. But actually, no one's tackling the fundamentals, yeah, yeah. which is the, the walls, the yeah. windows, what you're talking about. So, so basically, so, what you're saying is the envelope is more important than so, the heating. So, so now it's not only have you got carbon targets to reach, you've also got thermal energy efficiency targets, which is essentially what the... Tefi, what does TEFI actually stand for? TEFI stands for... Da -da -da, I had to look it up. Right. It's targeting fabric. So target fabric energy efficiency. Okay. Um, and so as I said, it came in England in 2013-14. So that's, it's basically all it's saying is it's fabric first approach. We're going to attack the insulation, try and improve that before we, you know, focus on the heating. Yeah, exactly. Because, because, where we need because, to be. because thing is, if you, you know, if you just stick on renewables, it's kind of cheating. A bit. You, yeah. you don't, you're... You're kind of wasting on the one hand, but using yes. lots of. You're, you're of getting yeah, exactly. You're you're kind of ticking the box you need to in terms of in the old way in the old school of thinking. You're ticking the box in terms of energy efficiency, but you're not actually sorting out the root cause. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's about the root, and I think I think it's um it's a good approach. I can only see it re also. I can see it um, becoming more stringent over time. Yeah. Um. Now you've also got uh. So it's not just um. So you've got the kind of the the U value targets. Uh, you've also got kind of the the, the air um, 
uh, pressure testing, so for, for air infiltration rates. Um, and you've also got um, um, mechanical ventilation. So obviously, the more you add to a fabric, the more airtight you make it. Mm -hmm. You've also got to think about how latent air then starts to move in a very insulated fabric. Okay. So um, when they're constructing homes like that, a lot of them now would come with mechanical extracts or uh, mechanical heat recovery systems and so forth, just okay. to kind of increase that efficiency just to, by, by a few notches, which is actually very important. Okay, good. Um, well, so that leads us, so talked about roughly what your values are, mm -hmm. the heat transfer methods, and the main one we're trying to sort out here, which is conduction, Yeah. Um, what TEFI stands for. And yes. so we're going for this fabric first approach. Yes. So I have a wall, and I want to know what the U value is. How would I calculate that? So at a, at a very high level, uh, you would so say, so I'm, you, I'm looking at my wall from a cross-sectional point of view. So say I take a, a butter knife and I can sort of slice my wall, I can mm. see it from, from the side, mm -hmm. side view. So um, from the inside, I might see some plaster, some plaster boards potentially. And then as you go further into the fabric, you then see the underlying block work and brickwork. Mm -hmm. You might have a cavity there, depending upon if you've got a cavity wall. Yeah. That might be, you know, that might have some insulation there, might not have insulation. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have your outer skin. So, so typically, see the brick, it's block, or um, or it's kind of a combination of the two with with sort of a rendered finish. Okay. Or you know that's a that's a very kind of masonry type of construction. You can have a timber house. So yeah. if you look cross sectionally, you can see timber studs coming through, or it could be um, a metal metal or it could be ICF. ICF, yeah. So, but essentially, you're taking all those elements. You're looking mm -hmm. at the thickness. Uh, you're working of each, out of each element, and then each element has a um, a lambda or thermal conductivity. Yeah. Um, and, and and obviously the lower that number is, the better it is. Uh, and then the U value is just it's kind of the thermal conductivity for a given thickness. Yeah. Um, and then you'd add, add them all up, and it's just it's it's goes into a into kind of a. It's a calculator. I mean, we, we use calculators now. And the, and the reason being, I guess, is... It just take you hours and hours to do one. Well, what, what you've just done there is relatively simplistic. Useful, but relatively simplistic. I think when we're in, in real-life situations... And that's, and that's actually... So they, they have three ways to calculate it, and that's actually the simplified model. So okay. that's, that's what I mean by that. So it's just taking the, the really simple elements of the fabric, yeah. finding out its conductivity, adding up the values, and that's it. But the issues are things like if I have a brick wall, I have mortar joints, and Screws, the rate of nails, heat transfer yeah. through mortar is different to the rate of heat transfer through, you know, if you were to use block work, for example, Correct. lightweight block, the heat transfer will be slower through that than the mortar joints. Yes. So the the slightly more complicated method, which is called the combined method, the combined method takes into account it, it kind of does a weighted average, doesn't it? On so if I'm looking yes. at one of these particular elements i.e block work mm -hmm. and it's got the mortar joints it kind of takes a weighted average to, in terms of surface area depending so on so it's yeah you're right so again so looking at it cross sectionally so look at all the elements if you were to you know have heat transferring from one side to the other how that would move through fabric and, mm -hmm. and through all the different elements yeah and as you said it will then just take uh, a, a kind of assumed calculation that's within these you know, again, goes into the calculator, so that's why, you know, people... And it don't. takes into account things like wall ties. Yeah. And cavities and that sort of Air thing. gaps. Air um, gaps. If you've got reflective um, insulation, for instance, mm. so the emissivity. Which is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which yes, I, which emissivity. I hope is, uh, is, I hope is right. And um, 
uh, and that and that's the, and the combined method is is the is the method that they use in in um, and that's the one that uh, uh, SAP uses and surveyors and assessors mm -hmm. and that's the method that that be used to to estimate um, for for new builds and for various regulations. And would that so if I were to get a calculation off you now would that suffice building control? Uh, hopefully soon. So <laughs> still doing my portfolio teams. Let's right. Be, uh, okay. Uh, Fine, but, but once so, your once, but once your... the portfolio is done and you know I've, I've say proved competency in theory, yes. So 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 if you were I don't know going to do a because you were a qualified EPC assessor, so you're going to do a, a property mm -hmm. and you said, oh, like, you know, actually, can you work out the the actual new value of this yeah. insulated wall? Theory, I could put it through the engine, give you that information mm -hmm. in your RD SAP. You'd be able to actually put the new value in there, and that would you know bump up. The um, EPC rating mm -hmm. for for that element and hopefully overall as well. So okay, do you want to do what's final method? So the final one, yeah, it's called numerical analysis, but it's, it's um, so very complex. Uh, basically, models the property. And I think that's what Alan probably correct me next week, but I think it's what they use for stuff like level five commercial EPCs because mm -hmm. it's impossible to work it out. So it just kind of models. It takes you know a really complicated building um, basically we didn't learn it in our in yes our trading no. so we can't tell you too much about that one um, but it does exist so yeah for much more complex projects there's much more sophisticated models that um, that are out there and and basically just to say for um for people listening mm -hmm. and then if you were listening i just forgot to do this where would you listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that at the end <laughs> um anyway no but but for listeners so when you're putting this into the software, you yeah. are basically, you're picking the different elements. That's essentially what it is. You're going in, mm -hmm. there's a big database and you pick the elements and you pick the thicknesses and you just bring them all together and then it spits out a U-value. So it sort of combines them all and spits out the U-value based on their thermal conductivity of the individual elements and their thicknesses. Mm -hmm. I'm looking there. I mean, that is a lot of numbers, a lot of calculations. It's a lot of, lot of numbers. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, so kind of going back onto why... Um, the questions are getting asked and and and, and um, particularly by you know people are kind of interested in our blogs and because uh, you know that people are actually undertaking projects so um, you can the the u values that are assumed in the various tables of building regulations for instance are different to when you're refurbishing a property to when you're say building a extension yes. as well mm -hmm. so we get a lot of questions like oh you know what if I, if I did external wall insulation and I did it to existing part of my house would that be different to a conservatory? And is conservatory considered a new build or is it not, not new build? So uh, it is, um, you know, hopefully with this, uh, Harry putting the, the right links about where you can get the, the, the building regulations, you know, people can see what... We know walls, though. Should we do solid walls? So if you have a solid wall, mm -hmm. if you need to, on an existing property and you're trying to improve it, you need to get the U-value down to 0 0.3. If it is an extension on an existing building, you need to take the extension down to 0 0.28. If it is a new build... Oh, I'm going to see if on. you know this, this one. It's either 0 0.16 or 0 0.18. It's the latter. 0 0.18. 0 0.18. Yeah. Okay. But it, yeah. it should be 0 0.16. But you don't get penalised. It's, it's important, to say, important to say if you get 0 0.16, yeah. you don't get penalised for uh, having a lower U-value. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but it's interesting, you know, because if, if you were to in theory, if you bought you did the rest of your house from ninety mil insulation, EPS insulation, and you did the extension ninety mil EPS insulation, in theory, you wouldn't hit the necessary U values. 
And so, um, yeah, you wouldn't. So one thing, I'm just you know, in case so I don't forget. So one thing, the course that wasn't really answered, and for me, it's um, a little bit unclear, is about how you treat cavity walls. So if you were to do external wall insulation, what do well, you this, do? So it was, yeah, it was quite interesting. That I think we we were both a bit surprised. Well, I don't think we were surprised. It was just interesting for them to say. It. But basically, if you have an open cavity, i.e., air can come in and out of the cavity, anything you do outside of that isn't included in your new value calculation so if i had insulation board on it so if i've got the outside of the house and then i have insulation board then i have one um skin of brick then i have a cavity then i have another skin of brick and the plasterboard inside basically my insulation and the outer skin don't mm. count anything towards the new value of that wall That's if that if... is an open cavity yes so that is really interesting because people are going to spend a lot of money doing some wall insulation potentially Put it onto an open cavity cavity wall. It's going to do nothing. Mm. It's um, and there's there's some other things as well. You know, we've definitely come across it. And again, I don't know if it's properly answered really in the, in the course. But we have people who are trying to hit U values up in roofs, up in up within the roof space, and they yeah. put insulation at joist level. Yes. And they also put insulation at rafter level. Yes. And they assume that you can add the two together. Yes. To get your proper overall U value calculation. And from what we were told, that's definitely not the case. Yes. You've got to, you know, it's, it's basically the one above the ceiling is the one you're going to be counting. Correct. Because then there will be airflow above it and therefore it's irrelevant. Yes. Above it. So it, it was just quite interesting. I think, I think, I thought that one with the cavity wall was really interesting. Yeah, because you just don't quite know. Because some, I guess, properties, the way they're designed, they probably <clears> have <throat> more open cavity than the ones that are designed differently you know so it's i think every property behaves differently so it might be even if it's um because you've got obviously um ventilation holes at the bottom yeah. of your dpc to kind of allow for and know. it's and it's very much a certain size vent in this cavity wall makes it yeah. either open or closed yeah so, so the way the way they use i think in the end the way i got that was um they they assume for, for the purpose of the calculations that, that all cavities are unvented cavities yeah. So actually, well, they have to assume that. But, but in reality, reality yeah. the property could behave differently. So it's um, it's a tricky one. So uh, I guess to me that that um, indicates that you'd probably look at doing um, cavity wall insulation, and then if you want to bump up the yeah U value, then you do you do external wall insulation on that. Talk to me a little bit. You mentioned it very briefly. Foil backed insulation, partly because I wanted to try and pronounce that word again. Um, but but explain <laughs> explain you know because we were. I think that was, I was really interested by that. I've always wondered why the hell they put a foil on the outside of insulation. But actually, it makes an enormous difference, doesn't it, to U-values. It really takes them lower. Do you want to... It's because it's, re it's reflective. So um, if you think about reflective surface, effectively what I'm saying, so the, the radiant um, rays that are travelling through will reflect back into the fabric or the, or the towards back into towards the heating source. So mm -hmm. in theory, that, that would be, or acts like an insulator or inhibitor of, Heat, heat transfer. transfer to the because the radiation it, is one of the heat transfer methods because it comes back i.e. reflects from the foil that you've but uh, you need a bit to. of an airspace right yes so you need an airspace over 40 mil I think you're saying before it's really counted yes and then anything less than that you just less relevant it, yeah. but if it, so suddenly if you have this airspace within your build up with foil backed insulation can make different. a massive bearing on the U values which I was surprised by well, it's good. You learn something, something new every every time, which is uh, 
Stark bastard. No, what? Right. No, I, 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 yeah, I didn't. So you know, I, I didn't. I didn't know that either. I didn't. Know. So uh, it was yeah, good to. Uh... Um, what? Anything else you want to cover? Here? I think that's. Um, I think that's you, you Valleys. And I think um, what we'll probably do is obviously drop that into uh, you know discussions in in future podcasts because they're always going to creep up. You know, it's, yeah. it's so relevant. It's such a such a hot topic when you're. Doing and we can, you know, we can or we will be able to very shortly provide you value calculations. Yes. Um. So we hopefully. Will be accredited. Touch wood. You value calculation experts, and so if you do need help, they can give us a shout. Um, so you, are you happy that covers it? Do you want to touch on anything else? You no, I think so. I think we talked kind of briefly. You know, I, Harry will um, when the, when the podcast goes live on on YouTube. Talk mm-hmm. about different way, uh, other ways very soon where you can find <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, so certainly if you want to watch us um, on the bottom of all of our um, podcasts on YouTube, we have a. Text, uh, text section where we explain just briefly what we've talked about and some of the links where you can find more exactly. info so, yeah. so you can hopefully then be able to read pile if that's what floats you your boat <laughs> 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 what is an R value and how does that relate to a U value it is the reciprocal so an R value is one o- so U value equals one over R value that I just don't know I mean, it's just a calculation. It's a calculation. I did silly question. <laughs> Don't ask us that question. Again. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I yeah, it is just a weird calculation because R is resistance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, anyway, yeah. So Tricky. yeah, so the higher high the resistance, the, the better it is. So they do one inverse of, and then which is why the U value is a low number is better. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, We've got a dog underneath the Sorry. table. James, a dog. Um, okay, right. We're going to move on from that then. So uh, yeah, we're going to move on from U Valleys. And so just what's embarrassed by Harry? <laughs> we can uh, yeah, just talk a little bit about news this this time around. So um, uh, so the, the Committee on Climate Change. So they're they're a body that sits well, it's Quango effectively sits above government, and they're an independent body to look at kind of all aspects of climate change, the environment, etc. Um, they report from time to time mm. about how we're doing against our targets. We're doing pretty well, aren't we? I mean, you wouldn't have thought so with all these people protesting in London, but we're, yes. we're doing better than our European counterparts. Um, but go on, what have they done? Is that done? just because we've been sunnier and it's been windier? Potentially, <laughs> potentially. No, I think I think we're hitting it quite hard. I mean, we are actively encouraging people to put insulation in. We've nailed, you know, cavity wall insulation, loft insulation have been done to death. External wall insulation is beginning to sort of find its feet as well. Um, we've done windows due to those amazing adverts that say they save you, you know, half your energy bills. Yeah. Um, so they were all done in the late eighties, early nineties. So. We've got decent heating systems coming in. However, they do have big plans. Yes. So, uh, go on, tell me. Tell me more. Well, so they've, uh, it's quite an ambitious report that they uh, came out with. And um, effectively, they, and, and maybe Harry can sort of jump in, but they want to, for the UK to reach um, net, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Right. Which is quite, quite ambitious because we're... I mean, does that link to, how does that link to the actual reduction themselves? So the old plan was to, uh, by 2050, have it reduced by 80%. Is it from, from what 19, levels? From, from 1990 19... levels. Fine, okay. 
um, which we're kind of on target for, but now we've been the first uh, nation to declare a climate change emergency. Right. Um, so, uh, so basically, yeah, we're trying to get it done. They said as close to um, zero as possible. And there's a few things that, that they've said can't be done, such as Wales can only go down to 95% because of the agriculture there. Right. Um, what, what about Heathrow? They, you know, they asked about, they've been asked about Heathrow and they just completely dodged the question. Fine, good idea. Good idea, um, okay. But maybe, you know, if we had more runways, we'd have less congestion in the air, so hence we'd have less... Yeah. I saw an amazing video with a. Um, this is not relevant to anything we're doing, but it was it was a round runway, right? And so, so if you look at YouTube, you can just type round runway, and planes basically just fly, and they they can just land on it all day long. It was a stupid video. You don't mind the third runway? I've never asked you. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm slightly nimby esque. I mean, uh, I wouldn't. You're against it, it in my backyard, ideally, um, but. Yeah, whatever. If it means it'll help us grow. We help the economy, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that too much. Anyway. Um, the the aviation sector has said that they're going to um, try harder to get recycled. Um, pedal planes. Yeah, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, making injectables from waste material. But uh, the Centre for the uh, Committee for Climate Change basically said that was rubbish. <laughs> I, do, yeah, enough, I so. tell you what, right? When I came into this industry, yeah. I was a lot less sceptical than I am now may not be true but I am now more sceptical than, than I was I'm sure um, and I hear a lot of these things and you know as much as I support a lot of these people's kind of ambitions to do really good things and make big change some of them are just stupid right some of these ideas banning boilers right by 2025 in new builds is just so stupid can I have a rant really quickly we get our power from gas power plants, right? So by banning something that's using gas, right, it means you're going to have to get something that runs on electricity, but you're making that electricity from gas anyway. It's just so stupid. Why the... Oh, government. Yes. Anyway, right, sorry, ran over. Um, but, um, so how are they going? But then you see... You, you uh, showed me something yesterday. It was on Sky News, wasn't it? So there's a poll on... About uh, UK consumer <laughs> habits for meat and what was what did it what did that say? It said that so that we've had these um, there weren't riots no we've had these folk in London protesting mm-hmm. uh, and their main things were they want to reduce meat intake yeah they want to essentially ban any form of travel as far as I can tell uh, what else do they want to do? All these things, right? So there, so there were a few things, and basically Sky interviewed several people, and the overall, the overall sort of picture of this poll was that no one agreed with what these guys were saying, right? And that they still wanted to travel, and they still wanted to have a steak on a Saturday night, yeah. And they still were basically they wanted to do what they do now, mm-hmm. and not worry too much. Yes. And I think there is there's a fundamental change. We we probably will talk about it in future episodes about eating meat and all this sort of stuff. And I love eating meat. Yeah. But um, it's uh, <laughs> why are you being with uh, Nothing. But it's um, you know it's it is uh, it's a tricky one. Tricky one. So so Harry, one question for you. So, <laughs> so you, you put here on the agenda: Will subsidies rise for heat pumps and insulation? I mean, they'll have to. I think. Um, but to support, if it's if you're going, so if we're trying to improve and get to 100, percent we need to do something. 
they, 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 they take houses because they're old and uh, not really built for um, energy efficiency or you know built for energy efficiency 100 years ago they need to be improved, which means that the government is going to have to put more money into... But it also is going to have to be upfront money. So at the moment, the RHI is paid back over seven years, right? So if I want... Sorry, move away from a speaker. So if you want someone to install a heat pump, for example, that person needs to either get an incredibly cheap loan, yeah, or they need to find... 10k for a ground air source heat pump, but 20k for a ground source heat pump. Mm-hmm. It's just not realistic. So I I can't see. So you yes, you can rise, you know, take subsidies up, but the only people that is going to help is people who have the money to install these things anyway. So you're gonna to have to, I think, you're gonna to have to do a lot more wide ranging things on um, on on tax and spend spend policies and and how you bring it about through regulations and, and making financing these things a lot easier. easier yeah so being access to low low interest finance which is what they what they do a lot of it in germany particularly to well it's uh, almost like you need a mini mortgage right yes you need a mini house improvement so, so for instance if i'm moving into a property um it might be to so say very simplistically it's cost a hundred thousand pounds for the house but actually you know you might need to spend twenty thousand pounds on improving exactly yeah that all gets lumped together yeah and that's your mortgage and because it is a lot cheaper to get a mortgage loan than a loan from tesco's at and, and perhaps you know if you did that as, a, as an upfront thing there would be an incentive on stamp duty and you know lots of so actually so although yes you're paying more towards the improvement but it's not going to the government it's going back into the value of the house but actually you're doing a much greater thing here yeah. by um you know reducing the carbon targets and making your property more energy efficient. So but that, so this is one way that the Committee of Climate Change think that we can improve and hit that 100%. They can increase subsidies for heat pumps and insulation. Which I don't know, Lord de Bern, is he still the, uh, um, the chair of the I Climate Change Committee? I couldn't tell you. I always find it a bit funny, so when they talk about um, reducing meat consumption, he was the minister when the... The mad cow disease. Oh, made his son eat the burger. The, the daughter, yeah, just like, oh, how confident are you in, uh, in <laughs> this confident? Yeah. So um, I always find that a bit, I don't know if he's still, um, he, he's still the chairman or that, but uh, yeah, but uh, I just had that association there. So we're, so we're going, we're going through here. So uh, will the target date for 2040 for non-electric car sales be pushed forward? These, the um, Committee for Climate Change wants it to be brought forward to 2030, which is... Just around the corner, really. Wow. Well, so I don't. So I had a I had a hybrid car. Really, really liked it. I don't anymore, but I did. I don't um, know if hybrid cars carry a premium and electric cars carry a premium because they're they're new and the car companies know they can make money off early adopters, or whether they genuinely are more expensive to buy. Mm-hmm. And that for me, I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure someone will comment. But if if they were the same price, you'd always buy an electric car. And I don't know whether they're not building them in sort of big enough quantities so you don't get the economies of scale that you do on normal cars. But there's got to be something to to actually bring it down. And the, the five or £10,000 premium to buy an electric version of the same car is not going to encourage people to do it. Yeah. Especially when I go and fill up a tank of petrol and drive all the way to Cornwall. You know, and not yes. think twice rather than having to stop two times. Um, so, again, I think they need to improve electric charging infrastructure 
before they even consider that. And also they need to look at the prices. You have got loads of companies coming out talking about hybrids. So, so Volvo yeah. um, have said that all their cars by 2020 are going to be hybrid. So mm-hmm. in some way... Mm-hmm have some battery component to them. But you start, you're starting to slowly see the, the behavioural change because so I, I've got one of the biggest Tesco's near where I live um, and uh, and up until recently they've, they've installed a, a couple of charging points but out of I'd say 1,500 parking spaces only two parking spaces out of 1,500 so you know it's, it's a token gesture. So you've got to be there pretty early to make sure you yeah, get a charging exactly. point. So it's, um, it's it started but yeah it's not still not to that Not where it needs to be. Hmm. Very good. We've got one more. Oh. Will meat consumption go down the way uh, the Committee on Climate Change wants? Well, I guess according to your Sky News opinion poll, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but it is bad for the environment. Yeah. Sorry, our, our food episode is, is coming up. Is it? Yeah, when you agree to try tofu. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Right, okay. I think that's it. I think I've ranted and talked quite enough. So, uh, where can people find out about these podcasts, James? So you can listen to us in several places, mate. You can go to Spotify. You can go to iTunes Podcasts. You can go to Stitcher. Go to TuneIn Radio. uh, You can go on YouTube if you want to watch us as opposed to listen to us. You can listen as well while you're watching, unless you want to lip read. Um, we where else? Uh, that's about it. You've yeah. got our website, Green Age website, www.thegreenage.co.uk. Go up to the top. It says podcast. You click on it and you can listen to any episodes. You can um, subscribe to to listen to us on a weekly basis. Uh, so that and it's 15, really 15 episodes now. So yeah, I'm glad we got through thirteen. I was a little bit you know nervous about that. And I have to say, so sometimes I. I we kind of do these and I think oh should we re-record that one and thus far we have not re-recorded an episode that might be because <laughs> it's kind of bad but as in we maybe should have recorded more re-recorded them but it's, it seems to be going alright would you say oh, it's good to it's good to record in raw form formats you know shooting from the hip yeah I agree I agree anyway um, fine that's it from me. I've got nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Huh? I'm, I'm done. Perfect. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the bank holiday. Bye.